All right, man, first of all, you know, I'm back at it. Cameron Jordan, New Orleans Saints defensive end, here on big trust levels. You know, the vibes, everything we do is big. And I'm sitting here with my co-host. I'm sitting here with my brother. I'm sitting here with my dog, my ace, Mark Ingram, the second. And we call it Big Legacy Vibes. His dad played in the league, my dad played in the league. We've got years and years and years that may not add up to the many years as this man I'm about to introduce you has been in the league. When I say this man has done anything and everything at his position, I'm saying he's a GOAT for a reason. Every stat book padded. Everything he does is big. I mean, big yards, mm. five, 5,000 yard seasons, mm. 13 Pro Bowls, mm. you know, all pros. Mm. Only Super Bowl in New Orleans, mm. Roddy. You know what I'm saying? Everything he does, he does it big. He just didn't know he was going to be on that big trust level. That big. Drew Brees, Yana. Drew Brees, appreciate you for hopping on, big fella. I appreciate it. Big trust. I'm here. Big, big. Yeah. The biggest. <laughs> the biggest. That's what I call the big trust. They want to know what that trust is. I've, it's I've getting always Drew Brees on the pot. I appreciate it. You know it. what I mean? Yo. Uh, finally, I get my chance. <laughs> <laughs> Delivered by Pizza Hut. Look, they call you Drew Brees, Anna, Drew Orleans. You know, when you enter the stadium, they just hit them with the Drew. Drew. I'm like, damn, one day my name's going to echo like that. It's not. There's this just stat. There's levels of everything. And I'm like, <laughs> it, yeah, Cam. It don't it's sound the same. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not yeah. Mark. Drew. No, it's just Drew. No doubt. No doubt. And maybe this season they were like, yeah. Jabo, but it's not going to hit the same. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> nah, nah. There's only been a few, like, simultaneous chants in the in Dome, you know. Coaster, you know, you got the Coaster, you know, you got the Drew. Amen. Other than that. Bro, no. Just keep that Who That chant going. I don't know right? if they... <laughs> and keep those pre, pre... Keep the pregame yeah, champ, yeah. Uh, chants live, too, will you? I'll say, look, without you, I just I just thought about this. Oh, who, yeah. who's assignment with, without is that? You, who's it used assignment to be like when I first now? came in, it was you and Chase Daniels. Then it was you, and then you know, then it was it was only Drew. Yeah, yeah, but Chase Chase gave Yeah, he he was kind of the creative director behind the scenes. Chase was. Yeah. Right. And then Double D came in taking the helmet off, going prowl, kill, eat, you know, foaming at the mouth. Drew, Drew yeah, everywhere yeah, on the beer. Yeah. Hey, everything. <laughs> Uh, he he gave that savage aspect that yeah, you yeah, that yeah, you wanted yeah. in leaders. That was like, good, man. That I, I couldn't quite I couldn't quite get it to that level. So that was good. It was a good compliment. Drew, if you if you ever if you ever had the the you know that little giants annexation of Puerto Rico, <laughs> but it's like Alka Seltzer fizz going on. I'm like, oh yeah, shit. right, yeah, <laughs> intimidation yeah, coming from the QB. <laughs> That's all I say. Coming from the QB, I'm like. I might have to put him on special right. teams. Yeah, you know, because that's that was the vibes you get. Yeah. Like he's a he's a he's a go getter. But um, yeah, where did where did that even start up? Has that always been around? Because that that was there. No, when I'll, we first I'll tell, got you, I'll tell you where that. Okay, so 06 is when when I got there. Uh, when Sean Payton got mm -hmm. there, kind of the start of the new era. And Joe Horn, Joe Horn was kind of the emotional leader on the team, right? So Joe Horn had a little something he did for pregame, and it was good. It was hype. It got us ready. Mm -hmm. But Joe was only there for a year. So then 07 rolls around and I remember Reggie Bush tried to kind of take it over and he basically just tried to mimic what Joe Horn was doing and it just didn't quite work the same, right? You, you needed to come up oh. with something fresh, something new. So we went through the 07 season. We had a bad yeah. season. Something with your own. And so it's like, mm. all right, 08's rolling around. It's like, all right, what are we going to do? Because we, we, we've got we've to change it up. we got to make it our own. 
And I kind of looked around. I was like, well, it's not really my personality. Right. I mean, I go into a game wanting to just be kind of calm, cool, collected, not like, you know, banging my head into a wall, you know, but uh, like a special teams guy or a defensive guy like yourself, Cam. But I was like, you know, somebody's got to step up and do it. So I'll come up with something fun. Well, movie 300 came out that year. Right. So Hmm. like this is Sparta. Oh, oh, oh. Right. Yeah. That got you hyped. So I was like, all right, I'll do something off of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, first preseason game, we are at Arizona. And I told Zach Streif, I was like, hey, Streif, I got a little something for the guys, man. You got to be honest with me, though. Right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be all in. But you got to tell me if this thing tanks. Or if this sucks or like nobody likes it. Okay. Like be honest with me. So I get in there and I think it went something like, I was like, uh, you know, um, who are we saints? Who are we saints? Are we ready? How are we ready? How? And then I'd repeat it. And I was like, this is new Orleans. How, how, how. Right. Cause there's that scene, there's that scene in the movie where they go, he goes, this is Sparta. It's and he kicks Sparta. that dude into the big, into the big uh, black hole. Right. The guy yeah, was, yeah, dis- absolutely. He was disrespecting yeah. the, the Spartans and like his wife. Right. No doubt. So it's like, all right, let's yeah. get him hyped. So I did that. And then Streep came over to me. He's like, man, that was real. We got to keep that going. <laughs> so that was, that, that was yeah. the, uh, uh, the origin of it all. 2008. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Streep was going to keep it real. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, plenty of times Streep came over and was like, mm, I don't know about that, bro. <laughs> That's not it, bro. I, I know you were trying hard. I don't know about that. At least at least he'll do it like to the side, though. He won't just be like, oh, you yeah. know, like, you know, I'm I'm going to echo some shit. I'm like, ah, you know, as I'm leaving. So, you know, wasn't wasn't it. Ah, hey, I don't think so. You need, you need some guys who are just going to, you know, keep it real with you, right? Tell you how it is. <laughs> Got to. Everybody yeah, needs that. Yeah. Down, we don't man. want a bunch of yes, man. <laughs> I was like, yes, sir. I was like, look for for those that don't know, Zach Streif was a left tackle. Or, or, right. I call right I call tackle. him left tackle, but you know he, he was, was a right a, tackle. He was a jumbo tight end back in those in those days. Oh, but you know, and then he became the 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 stud right tackle. Right tackle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's he's a guy that you know brought me in and and sort of taught me some things. As will you respect this lineman? Will you respect you know you only disrespect linemen? Will you respect man? Absolutely, Street. I got nothing but respect for Street because he he sort of helped me perfect a lot of my speed to bull. You know what I'm saying? Like my first two seasons, he wouldn't tell me shit. But afterwards, like the third season, he was like, "Look, man, you got something good going, but this is how you can get better." And that's what really sort of helped me ramp up the game because he refused to give me anything during training camp. It's like I'm not gonna let you just. I'm just going to let you just sit me down and, and disrespect my job and hit my quarterback. I was going to say, on, probably, hit him anyway. probably unlike any position, though, Cam, like think about a defensive end and an offensive tackle. Like think about how many reps you had against Zach Streif over the course right. of your career, his career. I mean, right. y'all were like right. 10 years straight, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I think it was like eight, nine, Seven. nine. No, nah, I saw he, he, he was, was it nine? Yeah, he retired what two years ago? Yeah. So eight two years ago, eight years straight of just just bam, 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 bam. You know, <laughs> all one-on-one drills, team drills, line drills, but whatever it is, it was me and Streif. Yeah. Did y'all have those moments where you're like, man, I hate you? Or or was Never. it it was always pretty cool? No, it was I was all it was always super cool because uh, like you know, when I first got in, I was like, man, he could teach me a lot if he just chooses to. And then like my second year, <laughs> my second year, I harbored that energy and was like, he ain't teaching me shit. He's gonna have to pay. And then the, th- <laughs> the third year, I was like, all right, no, I get it. Okay. I, I think I'm just, I, at this point, I think I'm physically better. And then for, so from there, it was just like cultivating the mindset with them. Yeah. And so he told, he, he taught me a lot of things just on like how to temper through practice at sometimes. Cause you know, I'm like full go. 
Oh, you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm That's what makes you great, though. Done. That's what makes you great, yep. bro. The energy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, so then it's like, but you look over, you know, you got Drew Brees in the back. Like, you can't just, you can't just give Drew time, even if it's 707. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll dissect the whole, the whole defense and defense be looking at you. We need pressure, Cam. I need y'all just, I need cover. Yeah. I just need y'all to cover right now. With, without pads, it's a whole different mentality. But what is the difference from, you know, our defenses as we've evolved? So let's say, you know, our defense back when we were led by John Vilma to our defense by DeMar- DeMario Davis. I've always yeah. wanted to ask, do you, do you know a difference? Did you, did you feel, feel the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so much of it is, is confidence. I think so much is confidence, confidence and attitude and, and certainly leadership. I, I mean, I, we, where, where, and I'm gonna say we, cause I, I'm still a saint, bro. Even though I retired from playing the game of football, bro, I, when I, I'm, I'm still saying we for the rest of my life. I'm talking about the saints. Future, future, we, future mayor of New Orleans. Yeah. We, yeah. um, <laughs> have unbelievable leadership on defense, uh, probably maybe unlike I've ever seen with our team. Not, not, we, we had some great teams, you know, back when we, we, we were getting started and, and when we went to the Super Bowl. And I'd say that that run between 2009 and 2013 in New Orleans, I think the level of consistency on defense was there, right? So it was, it was Jonathan Vilma. It was uh, Will Smith. Uh, the secondary was uh, Malcolm. It was Roman Harper. It was Jabari Greer. Like so, you had you had some guys that were were great players, highly productive players. But man, great locker room guys, great leaders, great workers. They just yeah. set the tone. They created the culture, right? And that's why it was kind of a big drop off after thirteen because literally we lost all those guys all at once, all at once, like free right. agency, retirement, you know, that kind of thing. So then like 14 through 16, it was kind of trying to search to find who those people were. Right. And, and Cam, you were right. a part of that. Right. And that was a tough, Oof. that was a tough stretch there. Right. I think we just kind of had some different, we all was yeah, we had some different personalities Oof. and just things weren't meshing. Right. And we, we didn't have consistency. Man. We probably had some selfish desires at times, you know? And so um, when 17 rolled around, I thought that was kind of that, that, that new era where, man, we had some good draft classes, right? Some good young defensive guys coming in. But then you begin to come into your own and establish yourself, not just as a great player, but a great leader. And then you add to that, you know, the addition of DeMario, right? Um, and, you know, some of these young guys now being able to step up and fulfill these roles. And so I feel like now, more so than ever, our defense is poised to be one of the best that we've ever had in New Orleans. Because you're in the same system now, right? So everybody loves the system, confidence in the system, what you're doing. And you just have the ability to just play, you know, simple coverage and get after people, right? No because we, right. we got a front. We got a front who can rush the passer with four, right? Can get after you. Right. is relentless, you know? And now you just got to, you know, score some points on offense to, to keep pressure, to keep pressure on the, you know, put the other opposing offense in some pass only situations that allow Woo. you to just kind of pin yours back and tee off on them, go, go, go get them. Right. So go get no, it. It, it, it. It's all complimentary, but I, I think the leadership, the productivity and the confidence level that we are playing with on defense right now is maybe the best that it's been there in the Sean Payton era. Uh, I could attest to that, you know, being the same for eight years and then watching you guys the past two years, you like never really did the Saints defense put fear in you, right? It's like, like we, not too many times. Maybe back when you, you know, when we was younger. We, and I mean, you we, know what we I mean? had the mentality early on: Ben don't break. That's not. Yeah, that's not. But, a, that's but, not but the last few years, yeah, yeah. the last few years, when you watch the Saints play, you like, okay, that's a problem. 
Like that, that could be a problem there. Like, you know what I mean? Right. They getting sacks, they getting pressure. You got linebackers filling, you got DBs covering, you got a, a, a scheme that is not easy to prepare for. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like looking at the Saints like, yeah, they, they, they a problem. They gonna do something. You when know, we came down to it, bro. It was like, it's like we had top five run defense, top five pass rush defense. You actually could have corners that would lock down a full, like strap the full receivers. It wasn't like, oh, number one's taken away, so they got two and three. Now everybody was sort of locked down. And you were like, like as a defensive end, oh, this is what it feels like. <laughs> you know, when, when everybody is really like, you know, a, a, a DB that you either drafted or has the ability to take over, we want to go get like Jackrabbit. You know what I'm saying? That addition is key. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that which just takes me back. You know, now I'm just thinking about the, the front. You know, I'm always I'm always so defensive line happy. Yeah. Uh, we just we just drafted a Texas kid. Mm -hmm. Now we got two Texas kids. You know, Texas kids are different, you know, hey, but, but, Texas but what, kids, what, what makes them different? It, what makes them different? Because you tell us that. You yeah, you're, you're a Texas kid yourself, Miss. Because you guys grow up in the culture of Texas, like you guys, even if you don't play football till high school, y'all always play football. Like in Arizona, California, like there's so either soccer, there's basketball, there's football, sure, but everybody else is like primary target is something else. Like I grew up playing, like playing basketball, wanted to play basketball. I, you know, friends play baseball, wanted to play baseball in Texas. I don't care if you're the greatest baseball player in the game. You're going to get you a couple years in football. It's, it's culture. Yeah. It's yeah, the life. It, it, it's the way it, of life. It's, it's, like, it's like going in the military or something. You know, you just got you got to go <laughs> serve you your tour, right? You got to go, go serve, serve your tour, <laughs> tour, and then, you know, just we'll see where it goes after that. You won't, but, like, you won't be respected in the state of Texas if you never tried to pick up the pig skin. Like, I'll say this, Cam. So, like, football, when I was growing up, was way down the list in regards to like what was my favorite. Like I would, I, right. I, baseball was my number one, right? Man, I was gonna go to college. In high school? Oh, high school, I, are you talking about like no, junior high? I'm saying all the way up. All the way up, okay. if you had me rank the sports, I would have said, yeah, baseball is my number one, then basketball. Mm. Um, okay. Football mm -hmm. would probably be like the distant third, okay? But to your point, man, my whole family <laughs> was football. My, my grandfather no was a, a high school football coach, 38 years. Retired as the second winningest all time in Texas high school football history. Oh, legacy. Yeah, there you go. My roots. We deep rooted now. I'll tell him, Breezy. Tell him yeah. about these roots. My 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 uncle, my uncle was all American at the Uni University of Texas with Earl Campbell. With Come Earl on, Campbell, now. one of the greats. Huh? Roots. Running, running the roots. running the option, right? Um oh. so it was I felt like it was kind of in my DNA. Like I was, I mean, well, shoot, I, I live in Texas. I got I guess I gotta play football, right? So, but I never Don't thought, play. but I never um, thought it was going to. Uncle was versatile I, with it. Yeah, wing T. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He says he would have had the. <laughs> that's how, that's where you get the spin hey, move from. He huh, says, huh. though, he said, he goes, man, he goes, I would have had the most rushing yards of any QB in the history of college football, but I'd get down the field and the minute I pitched to Earl, he gets all the rushing yards. Mm. That's the problem with <laughs> option football. Hey. They don't, they don't give the QB the rushing yards. <laughs> If he Yo. pitches it, he could run 20 yards, pitch it to Earl. Earl gets another five. He gets 20. Right. Gets 25. 20 that's his, 25. Yeah. The RB, why, the RB hey, gets all the that's love. That's why, hey, I loved it. <laughs> hey, Drew, hey, when we ran that option with Lamar, you think I wouldn't go stay in yeah. pitch relation? I need all <laughs> exactly. the yards. Right? 
I'm gonna stay on three, three by three behind yeah. that hip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm here if you need I'm thirty-five now. I'm here if you need. I need the thirty yards. Thank hey, exactly. You. <laughs> so no, uh, so I felt like all right, yeah, I, I got to play, but I never thought football would take me anywhere. I, I still thought, man, it was, it was baseball, it was basketball. Um, but I, I'm kind of an old. I'll say I, I'm kind of an old school guy, though. Like you, you you'd say I'm an old school guy, right, Cam? K- kind of, kind, kind of, for sure, kind of, yeah. kind of. Uh-huh. You you played when I was in high school, and now I'm talking. I'm dealing with these kids. Yeah, so, like, so man, I want to know. I want to know what's the new school, Texas versus the old school, mm-hmm. Texas. Give me, give, give me, oh. give me your opinion. Well, now there's a difference because this kid's from from Houston. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you, there's, you know, there's, there's yeah, yeah. The, the, Texas the, the, should really be well, Texas, like, Texas be really like its be own country. Steps. It's the Republic of Texas, it, right? So you got no, no doubt. North, South, East, West, yeah. Central. I was central. Exactly. Yeah. See, I, I always say, like, it should be at least three states. There's the West Texas, East yeah. Texas, Central Texas. But there's still, like, San Antonio down there, like, South Texas as well. Yeah. So, you know, for you to be in Central, Houston is different. Them, them boys them boys come in supreme confidence. So I like what I see. Yeah. I mean, he went to he went to the U of, U of H. So I'm not sure if that's, like, Sunbelt Conference or the, the WAC. I'm not – I don't really know beyond three conferences. Yeah, and, here, so and Marcus was what? Me. UTSA? Is that, is that where that yeah, so that's, from? Right. UTSA. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And he's from like San Antonio area. So you so, are you questioning the competition? Is is that is that is that what we're saying? Abs- absolutely. Cam, Cam always beats Cam always beats on the collegiate level of competition. There's three That's why he said he didn't know book. if it was whack or Sunbelt. Man, that's it why it's ugly. He, he he doesn't respect it. You know what I mean? It's not my fault. Um there's hey, just, <laughs> there's the pack, there's 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 SEC, uh there's there's a big there's 12. A big, Big, big something. It's a big something. It's like Big 12 with 15 schools and Big 10 with 11. I don't know. Oh, how yeah, that yeah. Big 10's got and, 14 now. Yeah. yeah. And then and then there's the ACC. So I know five. That's impressive for me. Everything else, I'd be like, are you, are you guys D1 or how's that work? <laughs> the MEAC, the, the WAC, the Sun Belt. The, I'm like, all these other conferences make my, like, come on. I can't. I can barely can like I can't think that's 50 schools in there. That's 60 schools in there. I can't go beyond that. But but now he's on the squad, so you got to teach him all the tricks. No doubt. All hey, the tricks I, of love, the I love, you know, I try to tell him, look, even though you come from, you know, U of H, you thought that was a big school. Like now we're, we're now we're in the big league. So what, I don't care if you came from a, a, a NIA, a D3 school. You know what I'm saying? Like if you come from a small school or D1, I don't care. Do you have the talent to be here? And I think he has a talent. I keep calling him Marcus Davenport Jr. Like he's freakishly athletic. Now I'm just trying to see where his mindset is, and I think his his mindset is probably a little bit more mature than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Yeah, he's just raw. He's just raw. Yeah, he's raw. You got it. But he's very confident. I think again, I think it comes down to the Texas thing. Like somewhere in there, like his dad played football, his granddad played football, his grandpa played football. Like it, them roots in, in, in Texas is different. Like you go to a high school stadium, like. And look around, and it feels like a college stadium. You know, like oh, yeah. it when is. a high school stadium sits fifteen thousand, you like. Hey, they, they, they like sh- the town games? shut. The town shuts down. Everybody goes to the stadium. Yeah, you have the barbecue. Yeah, watch watch some football. Look, I was let, let's the way like and have big That's concessions. Like. I was like, let, if you take if you take it back to your high school days, yeah, right, and you you were you were way back when. How many how many people did your did your stadium? Go down. In my mind, every Texas game is like is like Friday night lights. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, we were twelve. Everything we, closed. We were twelve thousand. We were twelve thousand uh, for home games, and then shoot, once playoffs rolled around, the cool thing about you got to bring in bleachers. Well, the cool thing about playoffs was you were always playing in college stadiums. So we'd go down and play. So our our playoffs, I was Austin, Central Texas. So we would immediately go down to San Antonio, and for the first four rounds, we were playing San Antonio or South Texas. 
So we would go down and play at Southwest Texas State, which is now Texas State University, and we'd get 40, we'd get 40,000 for those. And then we, we would go to the Alamo Dome. So we played in the Alamo Dome. That was 40 plus we'd get. Then we would go and we'd play, wait for it, the Astrodome. Mm. Oh, the Astrodome. Astrodome. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice. Hey, on that field On that carpet in <laughs> yeah. your living room. We'd be playing oh, on you that. wearing regular yes. shoes. Oh. You, ain't, you ain't even wear cleats for that. Ain't no way you wear cleats. Maybe for just sneakers. some teeny nubbies. Maybe just some little nubbies. Man. Yeah. I played on that too, Breezy. So I'm hey, old school that was, too. Was that the worst? Turf? I don't know nothing about it. At Wood Stadium in Flint, Michigan, uh, I, I had the Barry Sanders turf shoes. I, I went crazy in my senior. So the Astro Astrodome was packed, though. Astrodome was packed, packed, and then how then, many? That's that's seventy eight. And then, and then and if that? you made the state championship, you were going to Texas Stadium. You were going to Ooh. play in the Cowboys Stadium, and you get about fifty six. So okay, yeah, yeah, we we pack it out. So. I'll say so. You go, you go to like 55,000, 60,000 at, at a game in high school. You, you like you hit college and was mentally ready. In fact, give me how you even got to Purdue because when you're ball, Purdue is probably a step down. Yeah, yeah that's like, what I'm saying. Because you know I mean? when you got 55, 60 in the stands, you're not, you're not wanting to go to a 60. boilermaker situation. Indiana out of Texas. And he, yeah. Hey, and he's the 5A, and he's the 5A player of the year and leads him to a state championship. So this man already has credentials on top of no, no, you no. feel and, me. And, you know and lettered about? in basketball and lettered in baseball and lettered in football. So you probably had all types of scholarships. When you back then they didn't have that 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 uh that scout.com rivals.com situation where they hit you with stars and, and then they you probably boosted the height stat. You were probably like 6-4. No, yeah. So I think in high, I think in high <laughs> school I listed myself at 62205. Yeah. No reality. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was six foot, a buck uh -huh. 90, mm. with a big old knee brace on my left knee because I had torn my ACL at the end of my junior oh. year playing football. So you want to know what, how, how I ended up at Purdue? It was, it was because I tore my ACL at the end of my junior season in the, in the third round of the playoffs down in Alice, Texas. Uh, tore my ACL, so I missed all the basketball season. I missed all the baseball season, and you know that's when you get recruited, right? Your junior year, right? That's when you yeah. start getting eyes that's on you. That's a big one, yeah. And so I got nothing, crickets, because I I didn't play. So then I come around for my senior year, kind of no expectations, didn't really know what to expect. Got the big knee brace on, but I'd gone through the rehab process. I was a buck seventy in my junior year, so I gained twenty pounds going through that rehab process, just grinding. So then we go 16-0, win a state championship, 5A state offensive player of the year, and still like nothing. Well, Joe Tiller, who is running the spread offense at Wyoming, um, he, go, he gets the job at Purdue. And then Hal Mummy, who was running the spread offense at Valdosta State in Georgia, he gets the job at Kentucky. All right. Tim Couch is at Kentucky. Remember, Tim Couch was like the mm. greatest yeah. high school Tim Couch player of yeah. all time. Yeah, exactly. I, finally, these two guys end up at getting these D one, you know, these these big time, you know, jobs, SEC and Big Ten, and they have to throw together a recruiting class like in the last month. So this is like early January of my senior year. So they both call up literally like the same day. Mike, hey, we just got the job. We'd love for you to come on an official visit. So I, those were my two official visits: Purdue and Kentucky. And both of them were like, "Hey, you can come here, spread offense. We're gonna throw it fifty times a game." And I was like can I walk on the baseball team? It was, seriously, it was one of the questions I asked because I still had, you know, my mind made up that I was a baseball player and I'm going to go there mm. and I'll play football, but I really want to be a two-sport athlete. And they're like, yeah, you can play baseball. 
And I was like, all right, well, I felt like Purdue gave me the best education, Big Ten Conference, get to play against the Ohio States and the Michigan States and the Penn States yep. and everybody else. I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's back when the Big Ten that was, was the, the conference, conference. You know what I mean? But that's when the Big Ten was yes, the Big, Big Ten. Ten. Was the, yeah, the Michigan with Charles oh, yeah. Woodson and all those cats, you know what I mean? Ohio State, Eddie George. Yeah. And, yeah, you know all those, yeah. you know. So Big Ten was the yeah. conference, you know. It's not it's the SEC now, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. But when we went to the big leagues, you know what I mean. Purdue, Purdue. Yeah, in my mind, Boilermaker. In my mind, back then, all I knew was the pack. I honestly didn't like when people would say USC. It was University of Southern California. I didn't know there was a USC on the other side of this country until I got to the league. Yeah, see, you're talking mess about these Texas dudes. How about these West Coast? Uh, dudes, you know what I'm saying? Mark, yes. no, the, Mark West the West Coast dudes, dudes are, are, are different, off. man. They're different. Look, they got their own off, little world. But Cam, they got their little Pac-10 world yeah. over there. Don't even, they didn't even know, really know what a University of Alabama was. They're like, yeah, they won, they won the championship or Ohio State. Like, we knew Ohio State. Yeah. You knew, like, the the U. No. But we, see, the smaller school. I'm with you, Breezy. The Texas dudes were more normal than me. <laughs> now, you get out there. See, and Cam is AZ, so he's not even all the That's way. That's what I'm saying. I'm not even all the you way. You go further than AZ, it gets even more yeah. weird. You know what <laughs> but, I mean? But, but he ended up at Berkeley, right? So, you know, so no doubt. Like playing at Big playing Berkeley. at nine o'clock at night Pacific time on Saturday nights. I'm I'm in I'm in bed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's watching that. Nobody's Everybody's watching, watching that. that. That's prime time. <laughs> Everybody in Cal yeah. Berkeley. Yeah, it's, hey, yeah. Back when we used to pack that stadium out, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Now I went back. Nobody's there. And I said, damn, we got to get back. Hey, you know, it's like we're in the hotel not for the games. And you see this pack pack well game kicking off at 11 p.m. You're like, wait. And they need some donate. Hey, there's no way I'm standing up for back this. there, Cam. They, I think, I think Look, Berkeley's we had looking for head some donations. We had we had a couple of head coach changes, and one we we grabbed from La Tech. You don't go to a small school to go to a big school. You know what I'm saying? We grabbed this this dude from from La Tech and ruined our program. I'm gonna say it because I still look. Sonny Dyke, Sonny Dykes came in, and they're like, yeah, he puts up so many points, but he put all his guys in. And when I say like he started recruiting guys to fit his system and not the most talented out there, like the Bay Area would create too many talented players for not to not to recruit your area. Hey, well, you pass up on Shaq Thompson, I don't trust you. Oh yeah. <laughs> you and you and Marshawn Lynch, you, I imagine y'all got some pull back there. So why don't, why don't you just go ahead and walk back in the office and 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 tell them how hey, things need to be run around there. Mar Marshawn and Aaron Rodgers got all the pull. I go back there, they're like, Cam, Jordan, huh? You came back, huh? Yeah, that's my fault. That's my fault. I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go back because when you when you see me, you see B. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like we had a we had a, a, a nothing but a serious pool of talent go through and then all of a sudden it fell off. But we we gonna get back. We gonna get right when we get back to Nike. They're sponsored by Under Armour right now. You know how they feel. Oh about yeah. That. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's all I can say. They're sponsored by Under Armour right now. What are we, Maryland? <laughs> I'll say, Drew. Now now that you're now that you're retired. In my mind, when I saw you, when I saw you last a couple of days ago, I was like, bro, you look like you've lost some weight, but you hopped on that scale, proved me wrong and, and sort of been maintaining this greatness. Um, tell them, though, Breezy, hey, look light, hey, but it's heavy, though. Hey, I tell them lean and mean, you know what I'm huh. saying? But I'm still I'm still that fighting weight, about 204.5. I Look, I'm not even going to hey. lie to you. I, I, when he hopped on the scale, I was like, ain't no way he's over 200. Got on that thing. I don't know about 204.5, but it was like 203. So it wasn't far off. Hey, Breezy, tell them you got. You got the sons. You got to be able to throw them, you know, against the wall if hey. you got to. Got a daughter. Got to be able to put paws on somebody. Yeah, if you yeah. Have to. He's already losing. You know what I mean? Yo, his, his three boys. Hey, his three boys. 
ain't no way he's winning this in the next two oh, years. Oh, yeah. Like, Cam, he's all- Cam saw him two days ago, just like rolling through the <laughs> locker room like they own the place. Start, Man. you know. Like, they, like yeah, they have, they ruined our they, they ruined our basketball hoop by doing a Vince Carter dunk contest. You know what I mean? Hey, we used to, so, you know, for those that don't know, uh, in the Saints locker room, you know, we used to have a ping pong table I was a champion of, and then we had, had yeah, a, a... Pre-COVID. A yeah, this is all the fun pre-COVID stuff we used to have. Yeah, pre, pre-COVID, but it was like we had a, a, a miniature basketball hoop, but it wasn't miniature, though. It was like six, seven feet. It wasn't it wasn't standard, but it was seven feet. Guys get shots in on, you know, we play all types of games on. It was hectic. We come back in. Yeah, we come back in and coaches, kids, and, and players, kids out here playing full on, like five on five, dunking. Sweating. Uh, and this is like, hey, pure after practice. We see, we see, bro, we see the Breeze boys out here doing these monster jams. Bro, you should have seen the fear in our, everybody's face. We said the, the rim was big, bro. <laughs> the rim was big vertically. <laughs> vertically, bro. They was having some, I'm like, who did they, this? They was having some 1990s Shaq Gnosis dunks going on. You know what I'm saying? The big, the big Shaq Timetry. Dominic, Dominique Bruh, Wilkins. We got them dunking, putting the elbow no, in the rim. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> they going through the leg behind yeah. the back. Yum them. I said, oh, damn, ain't no hooping no more. <laughs> we had a, Drew, get us a new hoop. <laughs> hey, hey, the, wor- Charge to the, game. the worst part, we need to raise the, the ceiling, though, height, because it's developing some bad habits. You're getting those flat shots, you know? I mean, I I'll keep say, telling I'm, my hey, kids, all, like, all rocket hey, shots. we need the arc. You know, we need the, no arc, no yeah. arc in the, uh, in, in the locker room. Like you, you're just shooting those BBs. Yeah. See, but no doubt. See, but it's like it's like an added dimension of yeah. difficulty. It's like a carnival. It's like a fair. Yeah, yeah you know what yeah. I mean. Like you can't have the perfect. Like it just gives you another little degree of difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, Cam's a little taller. I'm a little, you know, not as tall, so I get a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I get a little yeah, bit extension. more yeah, yeah. Uh, you, extension. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, th- hey, yeah. my, my <laughs> shot come out there like a rocket. My, my, my thing gotta go in. Like ain't no backboard. Ain't no. It gotta go pure. <laughs> At a, at a downward angle to the net. <laughs> get get your papa shot. Get your papa right. shot technique. Man, that's it. Uh, that's I can't wait. Funny. Look, I can't wait till we go back to a situation norm because last year threw everything off. Like, oh yeah, the 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 locker room vibes. Like, yeah. locker room vibes. I usually got music playing in my corner. The DBs probably got music playing in their corner. Teron gonna have music playing in his corner, and then. You know, and then everybody gathers for a little be. Super Smash Brothers. As long as long as the Absolutely. Super Smash Brothers. Is alive and well. I feel like the locker room's in a good place. Man, yeah. also that might be the only thing that stayed normal was we got in for, yeah. for the uh, Smash Bros. Yeah, and and hey, I remember we used to have a Smash Bros. going, and we used to have a Power episode going. You Ooh. remember we used to have a Power episode going back at training camp. I said Drew might have missed that. Look, he was he was too busy studying yeah. film. Drew, Drew wasn't in there for the Power episodes. You know what I mean? Drew was probably like doing some type of rehab or doing some film. Yeah, and like right. me, what, what, calls, what was the one with the Power episodes? Oh, so so in training camp, the show Power, right, was, Power. was by Stars, uh, Fifty Cent show. Guys are really into it that first couple seasons. So you remember we got those those brand new gray sectional couches in the locker room. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And so we took both sets and made them darn near <laughs> staggered a movie theater style. It was like rows in the locker room, and guys are really posted up on that big old. You know, they put the four TV screens together, so it was it was a yeah. hundred twenty inch screen really. Watching power yeah. on on yeah. whatever day it, that was. It, it was like during that two hour. You remember we'd have like a two oh, yeah. hour kind of break in the yeah. middle of the day, and so you know guys would be taking naps. Guys might shoot home. You know whatever it was. But we we'd cut all the lights off in the locker room. We had the sectionals, and we'd have the we'd have the most recent power episode going, and we'd be at least thirty deep over there, like it was a sleepover <laughs> watching power. You know what I mean. <laughs> But hey, but, uh, hey, honestly, that, that's when our team, like our team camaraderie, that's when it started. Like yeah, that was like four years ago. Those three years yeah. in a row, 
we had those three years in a row of seven and nine, yeah. you know what I mean? And like, that was kind of the turning point of it, you know? And uh, it, I think it was special for us, you know what I mean? It developed that team camaraderie and, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of progressed to what it is now, you know, that great locker room environment. And, uh, you know, it's, it's important, yeah. you know what I mean? So I think all that, the Super Smash Bros, the power episodes, the ping pong tournaments, <laughs> the, 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 the shot tournaments Wait, in between tournament, meetings. We, hey, we actually had rankings at one point in time. Rankings. Elite. <laughs> elite. <Good>. Trash. <laughs> hey, come on, bro. You, yeah. need, you need practice, you know? Like, <laughs> and, and I like, I, I, the, I like the formula, though. What, wouldn't it? In order to advance to, to the next level, you had, right. to beat, you had to beat, did you have to beat two people? Two people. In the next tier. In the next tier. In the, in the next and, tier. And, and yeah. in order for yeah. them to drop down, Basically, they had to kind of make it to where they were like the last place person in their tier, and then and then you were available. Yeah. To and then down. if they lost, then at that point to somebody below, then absolutely you got the flip flop. Yeah, right? hey, yeah, you get relegated like the Premier League. Exactly, you know what I mean, <laughs> like like the champion, you get exactly. relegated. You know what I mean? You get promoted or you get yeah. relegated. Man. You know, so if you're in that second tier, if you're in that top tier, you're getting challenged. Like. <laughs> People like coming for your neck, like yeah, I've been, I've been getting, yeah. right. I've been getting right. It's time, yeah. it's time. And they yeah. smell blood hey, in the water. We used to go to like, what was that? What was it like? Blue? It was like blue dot, green dot, yellow dot. Yellow yes. dot was like you're just average, and then, it was the rankings, like yeah, yeah, no doubt, yeah. And so, it, you hey, know you had your red, yeah, yeah. We, hey, we even had, we even had a couple of lockout games because it was like, it was like the, uh, it was the gray dots, it was the, it was the tide water <laughs> players, the ones that shouldn't be on the board. And if you wanted to play, it was like if the, if, if the, uh, if the gray dots played like somebody, uh, they could call out all the way up to I think like a, a green dot, you know, so they could go yellow green. But if they lost to a green dot, they get locked out for like three days. Yeah. Like no, you can't get yeah, back like, on no, the table. No, you can't play. You're right. in timeout. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You, you. you you're not good, and you chose to continue to play and waste somebody's time. You're out now, anyways. Yeah, but that was the, the but that, that huge part was just that camaraderie, like oh, just yeah. guys being guys. Bond, that bonding situation, where I think took us to a, a whole nother uh, elevated status, especially the last four years. Yeah. Hey, hey, Drew Breezy, I got we got to hear a little bit about these these college stories, though, man. I know. So you was a a state champ, player of the year. You go to Purdue, like so. Boilermaker. So what? Yeah, Purdue Boilermaker. I need to hear about some of these. Like, what was the what was the progression of Drew Breezy from freshman year? Did you ever play baseball? How how was your first time starting? Yeah. Like, I need to hear a little bit about your your college career, man. I need to hear a little bit about it. it, bro. it so, because I know you was kind of up for the oh, Heisman, yeah. finished third or fourth in yeah, that. You know what yeah. I mean? So you you the man now. You is the goat. I mean, it didn't just it didn't just happen overnight. Like, it's rooted back from Texas. Yeah. So we need to hear we need to hear this Purdue we need to hear this Purdue sectional you know what I mean yeah, we need to hear a little yeah. bit about and I and I also want to know were you squatting back then or when did the TRX bands come in? <laughs> but <laughs> all right, so hey, I, I, I listen. Hey, I'll, I'll throw some num I'll throw some numbers out here for you. So there we go. So so I, I told you I went into college at six foot buck ninety. Right into my freshman year, I was two fifteen, and then by the time I was starting. My sophomore year, I was 221. Junior year, I got up to 226. Ooh. I was six foot 226. That's because we were, man, QB was toting the rock a little bit in that Purdue offense. Yeah. We would basically get up and empty, <laughs> and we would call QB draw check. So if it was a good mm. QB draw run uh, uh, look, I was running it. And if it wasn't, I checked to something else and get to one of these fast guys, let them go do something. But that was back, like – Everybody in college football just throws the heck out of it now, right? Like, guys putting up crazy right. numbers. 
But back, this is 1997 to 2000. And this is the Big Ten, right? Three yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah. Like everybody just running. Right. Pro style, two back. Man, just hand yes, it sir. off. Lead back. Boom. Smash, smash mouth, mouth you football, right? We came, yeah, in, we came in as, as lowly little Purdue, right? Last place recruiting class in the Big Ten in 1997. And I think Joe Tiller was like, listen, we're, we, we got to do something different if we want to compete, right? We've got to throw something at them that they just, they're not used to, they haven't seen before. So we start spreading out all these Big Ten linebackers and three, four defensive yep. ends, and we try to just get them in space. And, bro, we start lighting up the scoreboards, right? We're throwing it 50 times. Yes, sir. I threw it this year. I, I had at least five, six games where I threw it 67 times. Uh, 1998 against Wisconsin, we went up to their place. Ron Dane, he rushed for like 250 yards on us, but we threw the ball 83 times up at, up at <laughs> Wisconsin back in 1998. I, th I think that record just was recently broken by like Washington State a couple of years ago with Mike Leach. But bro, 83 times we threw the ball in a game. 83? We ran it 25 How times. Many I had a bunch of QB draws okay. in that game. So we, had, we ran 108 plays in that game. 108. You imagine running 108 plays in a game? My goodness. So we were just we were throwing the heck out of it. So we were we were breaking every Big Ten record passing and everything else. But I would say that was a huge progression for me because I came from an offense in high school where we were running option. I was throwing the ball maybe 12 to 15 times a game. And now all of a sudden I'm throwing the ball 50 times a game. And for a quarterback, mm. I mean, that's that's how you grow. That's how you develop. That's how you begin to understand right. passing concepts and defense and getting the ball out of your hands and just understanding how to move in the pocket and how to create. And then there was this whole quarterback run element to it. So, I mean, I always felt like I was a, I was a good athlete. I was never like a real fast guy or a real shifty guy, but I felt like I could get the job done. And I felt like I could use my athleticism to, to create plays. Um, so I, I felt like from a confidence perspective, that time at Purdue took me to another level. I still, and this is honest to God truth, I never thought that football would ever take me anywhere. Even as we were having success at Purdue my sophomore year, my junior year, I remember there was a, we had broken every Big Ten record imaginable my sophomore year. One of the, there was a media guy that said to me, hey, uh, you think you're going to leave early um, after this year? I'm like, leave early for what? And they're like, yeah, for the <laughs> NFL, right? Then, you know, the numbers you're putting up, the success you're having, like you could be a first round pick. And I'm telling you, that was the first time I ever thought that the NFL was a possibility. It was like going into, yeah, was going into my junior year. Bro, I was okay. still kind of a baseball player in my mind. Like I'm still thinking about walking on the baseball no team doubt. and just, I never thought football take me anywhere, right? Six foot, 190 pound dude coming out of Texas, going all the way up to Purdue. Did, did you ever walk on on the base? I didn't. I didn't because they kept bringing in guys. As we started having success as an offense, every quarterback, junior college, high school, Right. wanted to go to Purdue because they wanted to throw the ball 50 times a game. So they, they kept, they kept signing guys and right. I kept having to beat them out. So right. I didn't want to go, <laughs> I didn't want to go walk on the baseball team and, and lose my job. Yeah. So I never ended up walking on baseball. I just played football, and but yeah, that ball, was, right. I'd say that's where it, it, it went to a whole nother level just in regards to my confidence and understanding of the game. Man. I want to ask you this though, Breezy, like, so you said, like, in, in in high school, you was throwing it, like, 12 times a game, running this option yeah. offense. And then you go to college, and you're throwing it 50, 60 times plus. Like, did you have that precision and accuracy like you had? It, 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 did you have that in high school, or did you kind of, like, develop it, like, in college? Like, when did that Drew Brees precision, you know, accuracy, touch ball? Like, I know you played baseball, so I know you kind of had that skill set, but, like, 
when did you like hone in on that talent? Like, cause like it, it's second to none as far as touch passes, uh, you know, the accuracy, the precision, it's second to none. It's Drew Breezy and then like it's nobody else. Like, when did that like start to develop? When did you start to notice that you had that? Yeah, ability? that's a good like, question. Was it at no, Purdue? I, I felt like I, I felt like I always had those instincts. You know, it, it's hard, it's hard to describe that, right? Cause yeah, I'd probably ask, I'd probably ask you the same question just about how you know when to be patient, you know, and, and wait for a hole to open up or how you read a certain cut or, you know, just right. like these things, these things right. take time. It takes practice, but at the same it time, does, man, at some point you probably just felt like, man, I, I've been born with this gift. Right. And so then how do I work towards right, kind right. of honing in on this and perfecting my craft? Right. Right. So I do feel like, I do yeah. feel like I've always had some of that ability. And yet at the same time, it's just like anything. The, if, if you're in an offense where you're only throwing it 12 to 15 times, you don't really have a chance to develop that until you get in a situation where it's like, right, man, every right. play, you just have to be so precise. I've always felt like accuracy is trust and anticipation. You have to trust the guys that you're throwing to, and you have to be able to anticipate where mm-hmm. they're going to be before they, they're there. Now, listen, that takes a ton. That takes a ton of confidence. But at the same time, time that's... That's that's working with guys to develop that trust and develop that confidence so that you can anticipate the place where I see um, young quarterbacks in the NFL fail that may have all the tools is that they're just a little bit late. They're a little bit late in processing or they have to see mm-hmm. it open before they throw it. And as we know, in the NFL, man, right. holes close fast. You got to throw it open. You got to throw. Yeah, it's about to yes. be open. That's when you throw and then, it, you know, and you yeah. know this, Mark, because we I feel like in, in a lot of cases. You have to throw people open. Well, what does that mean? Well, that yes, means sir. that if Mike Thomas is running is running right next to somebody, I always feel like there's a place I can throw that ball to Mike where he can get it and that other dude can't. Or Jimmy Graham. Yes, sir. Or, you know, Marcus Colston mm-hmm. or any in, any of these guys mm-hmm. that we played with, right? Where you just develop right, right. this rapport and this relationship. And it takes it takes time to get there. But I always feel like on any given play, I don't care how good at how well everyone's covered there's a place where i can get a completion there's a place where i can throw the ball where my guy can get it and nobody else can and it's my job to figure figure out how to do that that's that goat mentality hey, hey you hear it from the man hey, honestly that's where that practice mentality come in you know for the last 10 years of my career you know you watch drew at practice he he throwing the same thing and you be like oh that's a nice pass drew be like ah oh that he didn't like it. Like it didn't drop right. Like <laughs> hey, it, it didn't drop right. <laughs> hey, 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 hey you like, bro, like, like that was a hell of a pass. God. And you see that, that that helmet toss off the off the ground. You're like, never mind. My bad. Hey. <laughs> hey, all ear pads, everything going. Like, you know what hey, I mean? You know what, you know what's funny? Hey, it's just a it's just, <laughs> I was gonna I, no, go I was gonna say I, I, I looking back, like when I when I watch my kids do something like that, like I jump them. I'm like, man, we don't treat you, know, we don't treat things like that. We're not gonna act like get that. it from the cloth. And I kind of got to check myself. I'm like, damn, I used to hey. do that stuff too. <laughs> Cut straight from the cloth roots. It's deep rooted. Yeah, hey, hey. you're right. It was. I, I knew this. It, it kind of set the tone, though. Did, did it get? It got me right. Like I knew that if if there was a moment in practice where I, I I got so mad at myself, it was always at myself. It wasn't mad at anything else. It was mad at myself where I would take my helmet off, right. slam it on the ground. Hey, hey I don't know about that. Holding yourself hey, to a hey, hey, you got hey, you got mad at me one good time. It was a training camp, probably Ramchek's rookie year or something like that. He was in, and I had a uh, it was for conditioning at the end of a practice, and I had to sit Ram down, and, and I went ahead and tagged you on the hip. You threw the helmet off. Ah, ah, 
said, I just said, we talk, hey, you don't touch the hey. quarterback. I said, out. I said, he got that halo rule. <laughs> no, no. I, I know, I know, I know I got that look from Drew maybe about once or twice, man. I, it was a hot, <laughs> you know, some, some pressure was coming hot. I ain't make myself available. I ain't turn my eyes around quick enough. And, and you just see Drew just glaring at you. That's the one thing you don't want, bro. <laughs> you you want to make Drew, you want to be there for Breezy at all times, bro. Like, that's one of the things that, you know, is like motivated me. It was like, I had to be in the right position and know exactly what I'm doing to not let this man down. You know what I mean? And if you got to a point where you didn't do what you were supposed to do, oh, you knew it. You was like, you, you just walking back to the huddle with your tail tucked. Like, <laughs> I ain't tucking my tail for nobody, you know, but Drew Breezy, you know, you want to be exactly where you need to be where you're supposed to be there because you know he's going to get the ball to you and give you a chance to make hey, a play. And on, and so on the other side, there, it's the man. most satisfying thing to ever see Drew upset because of you or because of whatever it is. You're like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> and at the same time, like, I'm like, yeah, I, I pissed Drew off. Yeah. And the Drew's, Drew's talking to himself the whole time like, come on, Drew, get the ball off faster. Oh, so I didn't piss yeah. him off? <laughs> like, how you going to deflate, hey, no, deflate just my happiness? It's that consistency, though. That consistency, that preparation, like how he go and, and go through every play on Saturdays after we already walked through, he's going to walk through. My man be doing his drills, the little hip thrust drill, the little hip thrust. Everybody thought Dak did that. I said, no, nah, my dog Breezy been doing that since 2011 when I seen the, the little, the little, the little, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm glad you, hey, I'm glad you told him, Mark. I'm glad you told you know him. Somebody had to tell him. Hey, man, everybody want to do the, the, the Dak. You know, the little yeah. hip, the little, the little, the little, the yeah. little uh, uh, hey, uh, hey, hey. Drew Breezy been yeah, doing we, that. He been doing that. We all have that. our own style with it. I think, I think Dak took it to, to another level of, of, no doubt. Uh, uh, of trust, you know? <laughs> fame, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. He took it to a whole nother yeah, level. Yeah, he, he animated uh, it for sure. Hey, there's big trust and now there's big hip thrust. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, sir. So, so okay, so let's talk about that. Uh, you know, you didn't even think you was doing you, you said you didn't even think you had a chance to go to the league until that man told you that at the end of your sophomore year. So was that the end of your sophomore or your junior year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was going into my junior year. Yeah. So then you had a the big junior year. Did you stay for a senior year or did you leave after? Yeah, I stayed, the I stayed for my senior year. Yeah. I, okay. I wanted to get my education. Plus, I felt like, you know, our goal when we when I signed with Purdue, we were the last place recruiting class, bottom of the Big Ten. And we as a recruiting class kind of looked at each other like, hey, fellas, by the time we leave here, we're going to be Big Ten mm. champs. Yeah. And so we hadn't accomplished that yet. So it was like, all right, our senior year, we're going to leave here Big Ten champs. Yeah. And we end up winning the Big Ten. Hey, that's why I love Breezy, man. So then uh, so then you finish, you no know, tops in the Heisman voting. You get drafted. San Diego, huh? Yeah, yeah. San Diego second, Chargers. Yeah, second, San Diego. Round. Sec second round. Second round. It was crazy. I was over there looking like, I was like, I was like, what? San Diego got Drew Brees out of Purdue. So they draft you. They draft LT in the same draft. Yeah. So hey, so here's the here's the crazy thing. So LT and I had a history. So LT LT wasn't highly recruited either. He and he was from mm -hmm. Waco, uh, which is two hours north of Austin, right? So he was a Central Texas boy, just like me. So we go to the North South Texas All Star Game, high school All Star Game, and we're on the same team. And he's going to TCU to play fullback. All right. And I'm going to Purdue and nobody even knows where Purdue is. Right. So then fast forward four years from then, you know, LT obviously switches from fullback to running back his sophomore year at TCU ends up doing all the great things he does. So we end up being at the Heisman together our uh, senior year. I finished third. He finishes fourth. And but we look at each other and we say, hey, wouldn't that be something, man? High school guys, Texas, Central Texas, same high school all star team. Now we're here at the Heisman. Wouldn't that be mm. something, right? We end up Bruh. on the same NFL team. 
Mm. So San Diego back in 2001, they had the first pick in the draft. And that was the, that's this, the Michael Vick draft. Yeah. Well, Atlanta wants Mike Vick so bad. So they trade, they swap picks in the first round. Atlanta jumps to number one, takes Mike Vick. Uh, San Diego falls back to number five, takes LaDainian Tomlinson. Uh. And then they had come, they had come in and, and done two pro days with me, San Diego. And I felt like they really liked me, but I had all these teams telling me if I'm there in the first round, late first round, they're right. going to take me. Mm-hmm. Like the the Chiefs, the Jaguars, the Dolphins. Like I had all these teams saying, "Hey, if you're there in the late in the late twenties, we're taking." You. So yeah. sure enough, pick twenty six rolls around. It's Miami, and I'm like, "All right, here we go. Miami's yeah. going to take me." Yeah, and they they take Jamar Fletcher, DB out of Wisconsin. Mm. So then I'm sitting there, like sitting there by the phone, like, "Man, what does this mean?" Well, then San Diego scrambles. They got the first pick in the second round. They draft me the minute yes, the second sir. round uh, ro- rolls up. Drew so then Brees it was me and LT. LT. Oh. Mm. Yeah, that's a draft so, there. Yeah, crazy, crazy how that, <laughs> crazy how that Man, played out. That's a draft, draft. Draft two Hall of Fame in the first two rounds. Oh, both of them mm. hits. And then, of course, big hits. Then, of course, you know, you should probably slap yourself in the back of the neck because you let the Super Bowl winning champion go off to, to, to New Orleans Man. that became Drew Orleans. I mean, a lot of people slapped themselves in the back of the neck. You know, it's crazy. You know, uh, you know, Coach Saban, he he left he left the NFL for that for the fact he ain't get Drew Brees. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, hey, but you know, I, I mean, I don't blame anybody because I was damaged goods. You know, I, I had this I had this shoulder injury that was pretty significant, and and you know, I, there was I I'll be honest, I, there was a there was a period of time where I didn't know if I'd come back and be the same guy, right? right? Because I was going to have to learn how to throw again. Mark, you, 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 all those traits that I felt like I had, right? The instincts and the ability to throw the ball accurately and anticipate all these things. Like, what happens now if my shoulder can't get the job done, right? So, right. but I was scared. So, I, mm-hmm. I don't blame others for being scared, too. But, I mean, think about think about how history changes as a result of that, right? What I thought was one of the worst, you know, things that could have happened to me in my career with this shoulder yes. injury brings me Oof. to New Orleans. Propels it, you it takes, to it, greatness. It, it takes save. It, it takes saving over to, to Alabama. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, roll tie. Roll, roll tie. Roll tie. I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm, I, I, I'm sure those fans are pretty excited about that. Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. it all it all happened the way it's supposed to. Man, I feel hey, like I, I feel like I gotta. Have, I feel like I gotta have my. Uh, we'll wake up my kids <laughs> and, and kind of set them on my lap hey, here. Look. I feel like I'm missing out right now. Hey. Look, you know, baby. Look, I had baby girl outside the door. So <laughs> you don't want to wake the boys up. The podcast. Oh, the podcast. He said, he said one of them. He, yeah. he can always, <laughs> he can always grab Riley. I mean, you know, say there's going to be a calm one somewhere in the bunch. Yeah, but it's not the we, boys. We, yeah, we did have the girls. We did have the girls. So you could get the girl. You know what I mean? But she with yeah, the boys, yeah. so she she rowdy too. You know, no doubt. She a hey, rough bro. She's rough, <laughs> man. I, she gotta be. Hey, she worried. gotta hold her own. Oh, listen, like we spent an hour yesterday playing Barbies, but then she would go on the trampoline and like jump kick her brother in the face, you know, like, so she's, she's like this healthy mix of like girly girl, you know, and then she'll just like ball up a fist and just like give it to you real quick. So that's good. I don't know, man. That's what you want out your girl. I'm not sure. You don't want them all, all girly girl. They can't be all soft. Look, I I don't, I'm not going to feel like I did my job. Got to give yeah, soft is not hey. the, the description of her no, that I no, would. No. Yeah, hey, she wants to sure. do her nails. She wants to wear a skirt. She wants to get her hair done, but she will throw these. That's hands. what I'm saying. Also, like, get out my face. <laughs> <laughs> she will get you a pop over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. That's what's up, bro. We all have four though, right? Oh yeah, we all ha- hey, we all have four. We ever went yeah. to dinner? It'd be it'd be sixteen Man. of us in a table. Oh, no, twelve kids, mm. six no, adults. Oh, 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 there'd be eighteen. No. Eight, Lord, 18. it'd be eighteen. Yeah. I'm off by two. Mm. Like we, you can't get no regular table at a, at a restaurant. Like, hey, do you have a private room to seat yeah, eighteen? Three families. Like, you can't. You can't even. 
It's over. We just got to go to walk-ons and just, you know, shut the whole thing down. That's the whole, that's what yeah, we got to yeah, do. Just post up. We're good. Yeah, we got a spot. Out of all the Maddens, out of all the Madden ratings that you've had this last year. 20. You know, this, this last year. Hell, you've even been all the NCAA football ratings. You don't remember that, you know what I'm saying? Back when, back when we really got excited about being a part of the game. Um, is, there, is there anyone that you felt sort of slighted or this last year, did they fully disrespect you? Or did you know? Did they give you? Did you give you just just dues? You dropped me from a ninety-seven to a ninety-three based on mm. what? Uh, uh, there, there. I mean, were, were the results? Correct me if I'm correct me if I'm wrong. Were the results still the results there? Yes. definitely still there. You hey, huh? Pro- process was there. That equal good re- good process equal good Listen. results. So so why why didn't that equal Listen. good rating? That that, that would that's be our, my, that's that's be our question. That's what we want to know because <laughs> yeah, it doesn't so make say, sense. I, I'd say this, and, and this and this is <laughs> good because we're it all. It doesn't make sense. You know, I, I just, I just, I just retire after 20 mm-hmm. years, right? You, you guys, you guys are are entering into the the season stages of you, of your career, you know. <laughs> um, but man, like my, my goal was always, man, how can I prolong my prime, right? So think about that for a second. Like, what is your prime? Your prime is when your athletic ability and then your knowledge and wisdom within the game is kind of at that same level. So you're operating at this place where, man, not only do I know everything that I need to be doing and everything around me and this experience that I've gained from this game, but I also have the athletic ability to do it. At some point it, later on in your career, the physical skills begin to diminish. But how can you continue to play at that highest level, even as those skills diminish? I think you have to know your limitations, but still play within those and take the things that you know you're still great at and be able to accentuate those as, as, as best you can. So for me, listen, last year, I felt like that was the first time in my career where I was limited at times. And it was based on some injuries and some other things where, man, I just couldn't do or make some of the throws that I was used to making, right? But still, you got to find a way to get the job done. Well, just because mm. I can't make throw, make that throw, make that throw, I just have to think about it a little differently. Maybe it changes my progression a little bit, but I'm still going to get the ball out with trust and anticipation. I'm still going to find completions. Still going to get first downs, still going to lead two-minute drives, still going to go win games, right? So you just got to you gotta take the limitations or the, or the perceived weaknesses. Yes, sir. You got to somehow yes, turn them into strengths. Yeah, with that being said, man, on top, of your, on top of your athletic endeavors, man, I've always appreciated your entrepreneurship. Like, when did you start taking that, like, that avenue? Like, when did you get interested in entrepreneurship and, like, when to get involved in business? <laughs> I've always had an entrepreneurial kind of mindset and, and business mindset. And so that's, that's what, that was my degree at Purdue. It was industrial management, which was in the school of, school of management. Mm. There was involved some engineering as well because Purdue was such a great engineering school. I felt like I had to incorporate that in some way. So, um, you know, again, I didn't think NFL was really in the cards. I didn't think I'd be, you know, going on and, and, and playing at the next level for so long. So really my mindset was I'm going to get a great degree from Purdue University, that network, you know, nationally, um, and then find my way in the business world. And um, so I, I think I've always enjoyed that. Uh, I think something I've gravitated to throughout my career is I love I love franchising. I love the franchise mm-hmm. model. I love the franchise concept. Um, I kind of took my first foray into that by becoming a Jimmy John's franchisee. Yeah. And really, ironically, that was because Back in college at Purdue, I would eat Jimmy John's like three times a week, right? Get delivered to the dorm, <laughs> get a delivery wherever yeah. I was staying, right? Like late night, whenever. They, what wait, about they that had, they had, club they had, Lulu, dog? I'll say they had that club Lulu popping off on Uber Eats back then? Yeah, like, but no, hey, no. I was always the number nine Italian nightclub, though, you know? Here we go. So, <laughs> yeah. so at, at some point, 
the only time I could get Jimmy John's though, because because San Diego, no Jimmy John's. New Orleans, no Jimmy John's. Was when I went back to the Midwest. That was really kind of where Jimmy John's was was uh, kind of most present, and that was kind of the region that it was you know where it existed. So I thought you know. If Jimmy John's is franchising and they're trying to expand the brand, I got to bring this down to New Orleans. Ironically, I had played uh, one of the walk-on quarterbacks uh, my my senior year was a guy named Carl Burglar. He was uh, working. He had worked his way up through Jimmy John's. He was working literally as like Jimmy John's, you know, making sandwiches while he was playing football at Purdue. He ended up becoming a manager of a store, and then he went on to corporate as a guerrilla marketer, and then he was the uh, uh, chief operating officer. So. I called him up and I said, Hey, Carl, what do I need to do to bring Jimmy John's down to New Orleans? And he said, actually, the territory just opened up. Are you serious? I said, yes. Mm. So 2011, mm. we bring our first Jimmy John's down there. We just built our, built our 10th. So we got 10 Jimmy John's now in New Orleans. Mm. But then that, that evolved other things because I began to learn the business, learn the franchise model concept, kind of the, um, you know, maybe what, what to do, what not to do. Um, you just kind of learn some of the best practices. So I felt like, I was then equipped with some of the knowledge to continue to evaluate brands and continue to, you know, kind of build other franchise models. So that's when I jumped in with walk-ons back when walk-ons had three units. Now walk-ons were at over 50 units um, around the kind of the Southeast. I was about to cut you you in half. I was like, he got at least 30 of them. I was like, uh, I saw the one in Arizona. I saw the lesson. I saw the one in Arizona open up and I said, damn it, Drew, I wanted in on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's been popular. That Southwest needed one. You need need to walk off down here in South Florida or Flint, Michigan. Let (laughs) me know, man. I'm trying to do a little something. (laughs) (laughs) So I love, I, I love the franchise. I love the franchise uh, uh, kind of model and space. And and I think coming out of COVID too, I think that's going to be, that's going to be a big thing. Cause you, know, you think about all the mom and pop shops and, and, and different businesses that, that probably aren't going to be able to, you know, come back. I think the the franchise model was one of those things that was really able to support people during that time. And I think there's going to be a lot of real estate state space available to be able to, you know, continue to expand brands. And um, at the end of the day, you know, small businesses is, is the, have the lifeblood of, of the American economy. So um, I really like what it provides as a, as a financial opportunity for, for young business people as well. Mm. Mm. And that's go. what I'm talking about. Tune yes, in to the breezy yes, cast, that's the, the, broadcast, the breezeway. And people ask me uh. all the time, what, what I learned from Drew Breezy, I tell him everything. <laughs> everything. I learned everything from Drew Breezy. Man. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, hey, man, I'll say we this. appreciate you, man. You too. You too. My two of my all-time favorite teammates, two of my all-time favorites, man. I when I think about leaving this game, honestly, I think about those relationships, bro. You know, I love you guys, man. Y'all meant so much to me when I was playing, and and even beyond, man. I'm excited to watch our families grow. I'm excited about the you know get-togethers, man. Look, I'm excited about these moments. Because yeah. you know my dog yes. Tank. I'm gonna still be tuning. My dog Tank out there. My yeah, friends. My friends, what's up? Oh, 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 yeah, that's my right. The, the Breeze boys and Tank, man, they're, they're thick you know as thieves. Yeah. I just don't want my boys to yeah. get Tank in trouble. That's, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, yeah, we need the, it. The, 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 all our daughters, you know, my daughter loves Ronald and all Oh, them, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we, uh, you know, it's the best, bro. Yeah, hey, we feel the same, bro. You, my favorite, bro. You know, I love you to death, man. Anything you need from me, you know, I got your back 1000. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. So, Look, I've, I've always, I've always appreciate not only the honesty, but that open line of communication that we've always had. Always. Like, I may not, I may not have had it with you the first three, four years, but this back six, I was like, damn, I'm real, these real conversations that we've had, whether it be about business, family, or, or anything else. Yeah. I mean, it's always been like an open heart situation. Yeah. And I appreciate that about you, bro. 
So, Mark, go ahead. Rap, rap, hey, right, rap right, a man right, out right. of here so you can get a body. Man, man, hey, we here on the trust levels. And when I tell you this episode is the definition of the biggest trust of the levels. Man, this is what we got today. We got Drew Breezy, the most passing yards in NFL history, most consecutive games with a pass TD, most passing yards in a single NFL season, most completions in NFL history, second most passing touchdowns in NFL history, five seasons over 5,000 yards, Super Bowl mm. champ, Super Bowl Seven. MVP, just the GOAT. He's deeply rooted back through Texas. His mm. daddy, his daddy's daddy, <laughs> his daddy's brother, his mama's son, everybody. <laughs> Just legendary. I got my co-host with me, KMJ. We got the young, the youngest you know legacy over there, six months old. We got my man Drew Breezy, all decade, twice, <laughs> Hall of Fame. First, First ballot, ballot, you know what, what I mean? So it's just legendary <laughs> on the pod today, man. I'm motivated, I'm inspired, and I appreciate my dog, Drew Breezy, tapping in on the trust levels, man. We love you, bro, and we appreciate you. Love you guys, man. Thank you. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? We would like to thank y'all for your continued support of the podcast. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to leave us a review and rate five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a big, big Trust Levels episode. You can also find all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Make sure you guys follow us on social media at Trust Levels and at the Players Tribune to view all exclusive Trust Levels content. Thanks again and much love to all our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. The Players Tribune.com